Welcome to Ten Bestest, where we sift through the noise so you don't have to. Each week, we share our ten favorite things of the moment. Anything goes. Hello, everyone. My name is Karen McFarlane Holman, and today for this episode, I am joined by a very special guest, Leslie Carstens. It's awesome to be here. Thanks for having me. It is so great, and I cannot wait to hear what cool sheets you bring to the table. Leslie and I have met through kind of business class type things, right? It's like at this point, <laughs> I'm not even course sure. Junkies, yeah, exactly. So it's been really good getting to know you, and I'm so glad you're here. And I'm going to go first and talk about my first cool sheet, which is kind of in the realm of this business enterprise Leslie and I have been in, and it is challenges. I'm going to talk about all those challenges you see, you know, when you are, you're on Facebook, perhaps, and you get an invitation or you get see an advertisement for join the seven day challenge for this or that. And I wanted to talk about challenges, both from the perspective of the consumer, when you see that and you have an opportunity to join one, as well as the person who is creating and giving and instructing in the challenge and how beneficial it is for them as well. The really nice thing about challenges is that it is one of the best ways to have a taste and see approach to be able to say it is something you've struggled with. Maybe it has something to do with your health or eating. And it's something that you just, uh, you've tried a lot of different programs and nothing's working. And here you see one that looks intriguing, and it allows you to join in with this instructor and find out about their program at a very low cost. So challenges are often free or they're often really inexpensive. And you then get to know the instructor, you get to know their style, you get to know what their program is, and it's a really wonderful way. Now, that doesn't mean at the end of the challenge, you're going to be all set to go because usually at the end, they will then offer to you to continue on with them. But it is really a great way to learn about new things and um, and find out if that thing is going to be a good fit. And same with the person in Constructing the challenge. It really gives you a way to connect with a lot of people and find the people who do resonate with you and then can join with you as you continue on. So I have found it to just be a really great model as both a consumer and someone who has run challenges, challenges. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you where I think they're, oh, shoo, shoo. Yes. <laughs> Still working on that. Good but, job. <laughs> well, and I love challenges as well. And I'm with you where I've done them as the consumer and as the creator of them. And I think there's an element of just forced focus for both parties where so true. Mm-hmm. You just get value from having to create the time and the space to work on this thing, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm a fan. And maybe that might have a lot to do with why I do so well with them and like them so much. That focus, you just brought up a really good point. Yeah. In a short amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to manage ourselves. That's the hardest thing, self-management. <laughs> and not like joining too many of them, you mean? Well, <laughs> oh, oh, that would or be one like, of the things <laughs> to manage. Right. No, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that they not necessarily needing to have that focus all the time. Yeah, well, or we just, I mean, I, I don't think it, I think we could talk about any topic and managing ourselves would be the biggest challenge to first mm-hmm. overcome, you know, losing weight, getting better sleep, 
doing the work you're trying to do, school, right? Whatever it is in my world, it's getting a job, right? But it's doing the work, doing the things that you know you need to be doing with the right mindset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay. So my first cool sheet is a quote and I, I didn't know if that was a good fit, but this particular quote, which I will read in a few seconds, but this has just been so incredibly transformative for me. So let me just read it. And this is from Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. And she says, people are like stained glass windows. They sparkle and shine when the sun is out. But when the darkness sets in, their true beauty is revealed only if there's a light from within. And I love this, you know, especially this year, because to me, it so eloquently communicates the need to change your attitude towards and your relationship with adversity and just recognizing that it's always going to be there to varying degrees and to see it as a worthy opponent that's going to make you stronger and to just completely change how you view it and how you respond to it. So I, like I said, that's, I literally have that quote up. I refer back to it in moments where I start to feel overwhelmed, but it's just absolutely transformed the way I see adversity. I love it. I love it. And you know, we do have time for you to read it again. I would love for you to read it again so our listeners can hear it again and so that I can hear it again. (laughs) Yeah, sure. And I'd love to, I'd love to share it. So it goes, people are like stained glass windows. They sparkle and shine when the sun is out, but when the darkness sets in, their true beauty is revealed only if there's a light from within. Absolutely. I love that. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. Like I said, I have it up all over the place. I, and I have a lot of quotes for some reasons, quotes really work for me. Words I find are very powerful, but that one's at the top of the list. And like you said, here is a condensed way for you to just reground yourself, recenter yourself, and yes. especially in times that you need it. And it sounds yeah. like you know when you need it. Yeah. Well, I feel like this year we're all just being reminded of how often we need that, you know, especially when in those periods of time where you sort of are getting one challenge after the other, (laughs) when you think you're through, you think you're on the other side and you're not, (laughs) you have to take a deep breath and say, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's beautiful. Thank you. All right. For my next cool sheet, I am going to be talking about something that is near and dear to my heart. And that is the origins of the electric guitar. So I'm a guitarist and I do play acoustic, but in all my bands, I've always played electric guitar. And there is actually a lot of controversy regarding which guitar is actually the first electric guitar. And I just love these stories and I love history and I love music. And this just goes back into it. So one of them that is acknowledged as being the first one is called a row pat in. And you can tell that there wasn't a lot of good marketing going on in the 1930s. That's when this was. It was right around 19. 1930. And what happened was that the guitar pickup did come out on the market. And so a pickup, that is the small wire coil that is on guitars. And so these pickups, they essentially, they have a magnet at the core and then the wire being around it. And so when you have steel strings, then 
it is the magnet is magnetizing the strings. And so then the strings are vibrating as the music is being played on the guitar. And so it's changing the magnetic field. And that's what gets sent over to the amplifier. So there's a little background of the science, the physics happening. But in terms of once that was invented and then was put into guitars, these guitars, they wanted to be louder, essentially. Before the 1930s, guitars were usually kind of more background. And so the guitars were like, I want to be heard. And so at that point, we had George Beecham and Adolf Rickenbacker got together. We had one was an engineer, Rickenbacker was engineer, and then Beecham was the musician. And they got together and they made this guitar. So there's a lot of really cool, more way more history than I have time to talk about. So I'll send a link to that. But there we go with the origin of the electric guitar in 1930. <laughs> Good job. That was pretty cool. I had no idea. I'm not as musically inclined as you are. So I did not know any of that. And I also love history, although I don't necessarily know musical history very well. So that was cool. Yeah, there are just so many things that we just don't know where it came from. We see it around every day. We use it all the time. Where did it come from? We don't even think about it. Yeah, I know. And you get those questions from your kids and you think, mm -hmm. and I never have any good answer for it unless, well, my phone might have the answer, but I don't. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, and I wanted to remind listeners that they can find the links to all the show notes for this episode by going to 10bestest.com slash challenges. So I named it after my first cool sheet that we started with challenges so that people can find it. Awesome. All right. I have one that I have been making such crazy good use out of really since COVID started. And this is of all things, a time zone converter and it's called worldtimebuddy.com. And what's cool about it is that you don't have to go do any mathematics. It defaults to your time zone and then you can enter different cities and it literally has a slider. You pick what time it is in your city and it shows you what time it is in the other city. Because since COVID started, I think like a lot of us, I'm doing like I'm doing way more calls and Zooms and I'm doing them with people all over the world. So managing the time zones. And sometimes, of course, there's more than one time zone. And that has been tricky. So I'm finding just to be able to go out and and just have that slider makes it so much easier. I love it. Can you say the name of it again? Time sure. zone? Yeah. Worldtimebuddy.com. Worldtimebuddy. That is fabulous because I've actually tried a couple of those time zone converters and I, I downloaded the app. I tried it and I went eh, and I deleted it because it just wasn't that handy and it wasn't yeah. that intuitive and everything you just described is spot on. It's been huge. Now you can only have four cities in the free version. So sometimes you have to delete a city and add a city, but that's, mm -hmm. I mean, for the advantage of just being able to slide the times around. That's, exactly. I think it's pretty easy. Yeah. Exactly. And that's super helpful. So right now I'm conversing with a lot of people in Australia. And in terms of also, once you hit daylight savings, and then it switches and some places switch and some places don't. don't and yes. it's, yeah, this is fabulous. Yeah, so I, I love it. Yeah, I, I find I'm using it a handful of times every week. Oh, yeah. So you are really using that. Yeah, I probably will too. 
<laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Okay, my next cool sheet. I am going to be talking about, I guess I could call it a life hack, but this is a program and it is called the Get Hired Blueprint. Leslie, you might recognize what I'm talking about because this is your program. <laughs> and I just think it is so wonderful and so needed right now. And really the name says it all, Get Hired and Blueprint. This is an eight-week program and I love this part about it. It has a guarantee and that guarantee in terms of results is that the people who participate will get five to 10 new interviews within those eight weeks. So honestly, I can't really imagine why someone wouldn't want to do this. But in any case, so in this program, the Get Hired Blueprint, what Leslie, what you are providing are step-by-step -step approaches for job hunters. And it's starting out with helping them learn how to tell their own story, which is so important. If we are trying to let people know what it is we're doing, what it is we're good at, what our values are, and what what we want to be out in the world, we need to be able to tell our own story. So that's super important as well as more of these nuts and bolts, how to get interviews, because of course, that's going to be your stepping stone into getting the job. And then also how to nail your job interview, which is a crucial step in making that happen. So what I also love about what Leslie is doing is that she's weaving in and sorry about using third person describing you but talking to the audience, <laughs> um, weaving in mindset and psychology into it. So it might not be something that comes to people's minds of, I need a job, I better change my mindset, you know, that they want more nuts and bolts, but that you do incorporate that because it's so important. And in the end, I love what you say about you are really trying to allow people to empower themselves and gain control over their own destiny. And in that big picture sense, that's just beautiful work you are doing. The Get Hired Blueprint. <laughs> Oh, you need to do your shoo -shoo louder. We want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. I need to go practice that in the mirror. <laughs> so I hope I did that justice. I, I really do. I truly love your program, what you're doing, Leslie. Oh, thank you. It's been so much fun and so incredibly rewarding, especially right now to see people who are really struggling with of course, so many of them are unemployed as opposed to, you know, normally I'm working with people who are trying to upgrade their jobs. And it's been so rewarding to see them start to feel more confident and actually start to get interviews. I had one guy in a program I'm running right now, and he had seven interviews in, well, he had scheduled seven interviews in two weeks and he was overwhelmed, and, <laughs> which is great. That's, yeah, exactly. That's what we want. Yeah. And yeah, it's, you know, it's really about, it's just about the results, right? You know, getting mm -hmm. people. And I think a lot of people, well, I think job hunting taps into this deep fear that most of us have that we're not good enough. I think job hunting and dating tend to do that. And, yeah. Yeah. Trying to help people recognize that that's normal, but also learn how to talk about themselves and their value, which most people are really uncomfortable with. They don't like anything that feels like self-promotion. So just breaking that yeah. down into an easy process, I find has netted good results for the 
job hunters I'm working with. That's awesome. I'm so curious about whether you have seen differences in gender about people being able to toot their own horn, so to speak, if it's easier. I've heard that it's easier for males and females, but is that true? Is What have you found? I don't. I would love to scientifically answer that question. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think that's a fascinating question. I can just give you my anecdotal observation. I think men fake it better because mm. the, the male job, because I came into this with the opinion that you just voiced. And I think women are a lot more transparent when they're struggling. But when I talk to the guys and when they're comfortable, they'll say, oh, yeah, no, that's really hard for me. But I couldn't have told before they told me that it was hard for them. Oh, that's super interesting. Yeah. That's so great. And what I've seen from you that I just love is how much you give. Like you have you have so much free stuff out there to help people and that there's just this generous spirit that you have. And, and I don't know, maybe do you have something we could – send our listeners to even that you have that's free. I actually have a um, a little mini document that I've been getting a really good response from, which is, uh, I call it eight secret successful job hunters know. And I'd be more than happy to offer that to your listeners. Cool. Okay. We will. Well, so we have show notes. And um, so we'll include that along with this, this is my third cool sheet for this show, the Get Hired Blueprint. And we'll, we'll include that the link. It's so it's downloadable, you said? Is there? Okay, yeah, we'll put the link there. Absolutely. Okay, great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you are up now. For my next cool sheet. (laughs) I'm going to talk about one of my favorite recipes, which probably sounds a little crazy. It's just especially this year, we're all spending so much time at home, and there's so much cooking. And when I find something that makes the people in my house really happy, that seems like a really big win. And it's funny, speaking of gender, like, you know, from your last cool sheet, um, I find that there is are definitely gender def- differences in terms of food. But I have a chicken soup recipe that comes from the Mother's Best Cookbook, which if anybody's in Oregon or close to Portland, there's a restaurant called Mother's Bistro, which is just a a classic Portland home, you know, comfort food restaurant. And it's really an amazing restaurant. And the chef made a cookbook with their, some of their most famous recipes and their literally their chicken soup recipe is magic. Like I, I kid you not. And my, my daughter, when I have it, will have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, unless I make something else and put it in front of her. I have literally had a, not lately, obviously, but I have had a kitchen full of teenage girls sitting around eating chicken soup. So that's my thing is this mother's best chicken soup recipe, which tends to make for some reason, teenage girls in particular, very happy. And that makes me happy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am so excited for this. I can totally see having it for breakfast. Oh, so nourishing and warm. And oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So the restaurant gave away this recipe? Oh, no, she published a a cookbook. So the cookbook is called Mother's Best. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry if I like, sorry if my brain went somewhere else when you. (laughs) So, oh, that's fabulous. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and there are many other amazing recipes 
in the book. Yeah, it's just fantastic. The French toast is to die for, but the chicken soup, I I get more mileage from. Yeah. Nice. Oh, French toast. Now I'm inspired. I want to go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My next cool sheet, I'm going to be talking about something that's all kind of sciencey and I'm going to be talking about a a creature, a creature of the microcosmos. And the reason why I use that word microcosmos is because the link I'm going to share is actually the description coming from a previous cool sheet, Journey to the Microcosmos. That's all about essentially the microscopic sphere with your amoebas and all that kind of stuff. But this little creature is actually pretty famous. It's called a tardigrade. And it also has a nickname water bear. And another nickname that is just adorable is moss piglet, which are so which are so fitting, such fitting names because this little dude is so cute. He's like, I say, I use the gender he, but I should say they, they're chubby and they have these little eight stubby legs and they're of course microscopic. So you cannot see them without a microscope, but they are actually, you can find them in various water systems. They live in lots of different places and they are amazing. So they have been brought out into space by NASA. They can serve survive at very low pressures, like in a vacuum. They survived when the sun's cosmic rays were sitting them. They can withstand pressures up to 6,000 times normal atmospheric pressure. They can live short amount of time, of course, if they're eaten by another creature, but they can live to more than 100 years. They're cute as buttons. They're just adorable. And there's so much more about them that I can't even say here, but you can watch this video, learn more about them. They're so awesome. The tardigrade. (laughs) I will have to check those out. I love it. Yeah. So have you ever heard of a tardigrade? I have not. Okay. I've been missing out. I'll go. I will check out the video. It is so funny because there's some things that I'm just, I'm like, oh, everybody's heard about this. But no, of course they haven't because we all know about all of our different things that we know about. So, oh, yeah, no, you'll you'll enjoy this video for sure. And it's only like 12 minutes long or something. It's a very nice listen. Yeah. And my daughter was just, she is just finishing a biology class, which she loved. So I could even, I could even get somebody to watch it with me. Watch with her, watch with her. And yeah, she might even want to subscribe to that, the channel that this video is on. It's really cool. I will happily check it out. Yay. Awesome. So my next cool sheet is much more practical than your last one. And this is a, it's going to sound maybe kind of funny, but I actually have taken to wearing a Fitbit only to bed, but I wear it because of the silent alarms, which sounds crazy. My longtime boyfriend, he likes to sleep in and I need to get up early in the morning, but I don't get up early on my own. And so we run into these issues where if my alarm goes off, I wake him up and I mess up his sleep. And then if I hit the snooze button, then I really mess up his sleep. So I spent about six months trying to find a solution to this problem. And I even bought some wearables that they have for people who are hard of hearing, but that when they vibrate, it's incredibly loud. So I would have something on my wrist that would vibrate and it would wake up my boyfriend. 
but it turns out that Fitbits, for whatever reason, when they vibrate, they vibrate very quietly. So again, after six months, I finally found a solution where I can wake up between five and five 30 in the morning, and I can hit the snooze alarm once or twice if I, if I am not able to get out of bed the first time without tormenting my favorite person on the planet. And I was so excited about this. <laughs> that is a tech hack. That's awesome. It was for us, it was huge. Yeah. And I remember we, after we'd been together a while, he said, I would hit the snooze alarm and he said, Oh, you're so cute. You can't get up in the morning. And I said, Yeah, sweetie, that's not going to be cute in about three months. <laughs> yeah. And it, right. it lost its charm, which I knew it would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so do you not wear it during the day or do you just make sure you have it charged and you? Where did it's night then? definitely the latter. Yeah, I'm actually uh-huh. pretty low tech with my phones and watches. You know, I don't do any of the body tracking or I don't track steps. I don't track. There's information I would like, although I think we're probably two or three years away from something wearable, being able to give me data I actually want. A lot of it to me is noise right now. So I actually try and minimize a lot of tech and other than my phone, I don't have anything. So yeah, I just wear it at night and sync it with my phone and just turn on the silent silent alarms and it comes off first thing in the morning. Very cool. Wow. That, yeah, that's something I wouldn't expect, especially that's cool. Like you are low tech, but you have chosen tech that will serve you in this really powerful way that has changed your life. So that's in, 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 and it's pretty simple solution once you found it. Yeah. Well, and it must, I kept thinking this must be a common problem. You know, we're couples where you get up at different times and you can't be, you you don't want to mess up the other person's sleep, but I had a really hard time finding the solution. And you found it. I I love it. I was very excited. (laughs) All right. Fantastic. Well, I am going to wrap up my list of cool sheets here, but I did want to just remind everyone that if they want to check out our show notes, that they can go to 10bestest.com slash challenges. Okay. So my last cool sheet. This is a book series that I'm going to be talking about, and it's specifically eBooks that you can get on Amazon. And the overarching name of these is The Power of Why. And these books, they start with why 23 women took the leap to start their own business. That was book one. Book two, why 28 women created an online course and why you should too. And book three that came out just last week at the time of this recording, right now it's the end of December 2020, this will be aired in later, but this last one is why 39 women built a membership site and why you should too. So all of these were released in 2020. And that was one of the goals of the authors, the compilers. And what they really wanted to do was highlight all of these women. And so, and you can tell the numbers grew in this series. It was 23 and that was 28 and that was 39. And so they wanted to highlight these stories that really got to the power of why, hence the name of that And they wanted to reach more people around the globe. And so 
yes, they're women telling their stories, but these really are for anyone, for men and women who are thinking about doing this, who need inspiration, who maybe um, feel uncertain of how to do these sorts of things. And all the, oh my gosh, the diversity in all of these stories is outstanding. So there's going to be something that speaks to so many different people who are considering what are different things that they could do. And especially in 2020, this is just perfect timing for all of this. And what I love maybe the most is that all of these have been released at extremely low cost. When they're first released, they're 99 cents and then they do go up. I think one of them might be $4 now. So they wanted to make this accessible to a lot of people. And another thing is all three hit number one, their number one bestsellers on Amazon right after they were each released. And we're talking, they were contending with, well, one of them, the last one actually moved Jeff Bezos' book down from, he was number one, and then it took that over and um, and he got moved to number two. So people have really been gobbling them up and I think it's doing good in the world. And I did for full disclosure, I did want to say that I'm the author of chapter one and the third book, but I'm getting no money for this. So I'm just, it's part of just getting the word out to people to help people. And so that's why I wanted to share it with all of you, this book series, The Power of Why. I am so glad that you picked that because like I'm, you try, I'm launching a course and I'm launching a membership site and I'm finding that the more that I can just dive into that ocean and swim around in it, ideally through other people's experiences and insights, the better it is for me. And I think the better work I do. So thank you for the reminder. I will check those out. And I would be happy to gift the the third book to you, Leslie. I would love that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I have found since I've made this career pivot that, like I said, just kind of, I literally look at it as just trying to swim in this ocean and mm-hmm. surround myself with the information and the people who are, you know, well, one of the, one of my favorite quotes and another quote is success leaves clues, right? So what are those people who have been successful? What have they learned and how can I shorten the learning curve and just give more to the world, but do it more efficiently and more quickly having learned from the people who've gone before me? Exactly. Exactly. And I, and what people will learn who read these books is that all of these women are just like you and me, like they're just regular. They're just, they had an idea. There's something, you know, really humble beginnings. And it's just really beautiful because they, they found their path in what really is something coming from their heart and what they can share with the world. Well, and I love when people share not just their highlight reels, but they share yes. the struggles and they, and they normalize those challenges. So mm-hmm you don't view them as potentially showstoppers. When you hit them, you say, oh, okay, this is this is what happens. You just got to keep going. I got to climb a little harder and higher to go over it. Yep, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So my last cool sheet is <laughs> maybe maybe something only a mom would say, but again, with as much time as I'm, we're all spending at home this year, I'm finding that the need to be organized is big. And for me personally, I'm somebody who I don't like a lot of physical chaos. So keeping things very neat and like I said, just orderly helps me a lot. And one of the things in the kitchen that sounds crazy, and of course I've been cooking a lot this year, is have is moving my knives 
out of just a normal butcher block onto a magnetic knife strip. Oh my gosh, that has been huge. It frees up counter space. The knives are right there when you need them, but they're not taking up what to my mind was way too much counter space. So it's my, maybe it sounds simple, but I'm telling you, I am grooving on the magnetic knife strip. I am so glad you said that. I was just talking with my kids about getting one like last week, because what I've been doing is just I'll buy them, you know, I'll do some research and I'll find a good knife and I'll just buy a knife. So it's not part of a block. So I just have these knives. And so we just have like a place where we always set the knives down and they're safe there, so to speak. But it's taking up counter space. It doesn't need to. So that's brilliant. Yes, yes, yes. I highly recommend it. (laughs) And I mean, you got to love magnets. Like, I just love magnets. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And it's such an elegant, clean, simple solution to what I, I don't know, maybe most people don't view their butcher block as a problem, but my ordered mind it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually was a little bit of a problem <laughs> I love it I love it that's beautiful well Leslie thank you so much for being a guest co-host with me this was awesome thank you so much and now I've got a, my own list of things that you shared to go check out yeah excellent well thank you everyone for joining us and again the show notes are 10 bestest.com slash challenges and stay curious Want to learn more about this week's cool sheets? Head on over to 10bestus, that's 10bestus.com, for links to all of our cool sheets. And sign up for our monthly newsletter with bonus cool sheets and other fun stuff. 10bestus will be back with an all-new episode next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. 